Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Um, thank you for your kind words that I'm getting from time to time of our time together here. And so please pass the word. That's the primary way people find out uh, about these times together. Because, I, you know, I acknowledge this is a little complicated. It's a new format and people aren't quite sure even what a podcast is and what the point and purpose is. So as I've uh, said several times before, uh, help people with it. If you're listening on a computer or a tablet or your phone, or through, uh, you can listen through Apple TV because it's on iTunes, or if you listen over the internet or in your car, or however it may be, uh, walk folks through it. You know, show them how it's done. And once you set it up, it's real easy. And you can get it automatically downloaded and all that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, what we're looking at now is we've been looking at the manifestations of the Spirit, spiritual gifts. And we're starting to get uh, some understanding that the Lord has granted these things for particular purposes. Now, we're in 1 Corinthians right now in the 12th chapter. So we've seen uh, that Paul said, hey, I don't want you to be unaware about this stuff, brethren. I want you to see how this functions together. That there's varieties of gifts, but there's the same spirit. There's varieties of ministries, but there's the same Lord. And there's varieties of effects, but there's the same God. So you see the triune nature of God there, the Father the Son, the Spirit, God, Lord, Spirit. And it's the Lord God is behind all this. And then we spent time in our last episode basically on one verse where it said that to each one, each one who is a true believer is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Okay? So everyone who is a true believer, now not a false professor, not a fake believer. As a matter of fact, I had uh, someone ask me a question uh, this morning about that. Uh, someone who I really, really highly, 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 highly respect. And uh, they said, well, what do you mean by, I'd made the comment about the true church, you know, true believer, true church. Now, what do you mean by that? And I said, oh, well, and I explained to him just real quick in a couple of sentences, the difference between the organism of the body of Christ uh, Christ describes us as a body, and you see it particularly in the First Corinthians, but in other portions of the Scripture, that the, the body of Christ, he uses a human body as a picture of that, and it's an organism. And so you can only be a part of that organism if you're truly saved. If you're not truly saved, you're not a part of that organism. If you're not truly saved, and yet you're very religious, and you go to church, and you do good deeds, and you do all these marvelous things, then you're a part of an organization. And there's a lot of people that are, organ there are organizational believers, but they're not a part of the organism. And there's a lot of people in leadership like that, folks. Okay, they're, uh, they're deacons, they're elders, they're uh, uh, pastors, they're teachers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're part of the organization, and yet they themselves are not really part of the organism. They're not saved. And somebody says, well, how can that be? Well, it's very simple. They're functioning and doing good deeds in the flesh, and they're not empowered by the Spirit. And what we saw in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, he says to each one who is truly saved is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And then the next three verses or so, Paul writes down some of these manifestations of the Spirit. Okay, And so I'm just going to read this. Okay. I'm going to read this and sort of read it slow to where you can hear it, because <laughs> I know how it is when you're listening. 
Uh, just listen to what the manifestations of the Spirit is. I'll start with verse 7 again. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Verse 8 now. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Verse 9. To another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. Verse 10. And to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. So that's First Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 10. And so he says these are the the type of manifestation of the Spirit that's given for the common good. Now, did you notice anything about that list? Let me just go through the, the names of them. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, affecting of miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Did you notice anything about that list? giving you a moment here to think. <laughs> Did you notice anything personally about that list? And you know, the Lord is speaking to each one of us in different ways. I'm not looking for any particular type of answer, but I think there is an overarching thing right here. That, that list, for the most part, within the Western church, okay, particularly out of my background, my background, uh, I was Born and raised a Southern Baptist, okay? I graduated from a Southern Baptist seminary. Uh, since that time, I've been in several different denominations and types of churches, uh, sometimes for extended period of times, just, sometimes just to go and lead an evening of worship or something like that. Uh, so that's part of my background. Uh, but I also went to uh, four separate colleges. I went to two state universities where I got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree at the state university. Went to a Southern Baptist seminary, but I actually got another degree from a Catholic college. <laughs> and so uh, I sort of know about the diversity of some of that type of thing, okay? But what's interesting is most of this list right here is rejected by the body of Christ today. It's rejected by the body of Christ. Now, if you really back somebody in the corner, they may say, well, yeah, yeah, I believe that God does that. Yeah, uh, uh, particularly the faith thing, yeah, and the, maybe the, the, the God gives us wisdom. and uh, 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 Yeah, I, I guess the Lord, maybe he's the one that gives us knowledge. But folks, there's so much more to it than that. And generally speaking, we reject these things. Now, the arguments for rejection, they're slick. Okay, they sound smooth, but they are totally and absolutely incorrect. And I will, this will be sort of an undercurrent of things that we'll, we will be looking at for many episodes because I'm planning on covering chapters 12, 13, and 14 here. Because when you're speaking of these spirituals, chapter 12, 13, and 14 of 1 Corinthians is the flowing of argument. You cannot come along, as a, a dear friend of mine says, so I stole this from Charles Carr, and thank you, Charles. Because he used to say this all the time, and he's absolutely right. You cannot come along and say, oh, well, uh, chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians was for uh, the time it was written for another time, but not for us. But chapter 13 is for us. And uh, chapter 14 was for those folks back then because they needed it because they didn't have the full Bible. And so, but we don't need it. It's not for us. But chapter 15 is for us. 
you cannot go along and say that. The argument that is usually given is that we now have the Bible, New and Old Testament, so therefore we don't need these things. And they'll actually use a couple of verses out of chapter 13, which we will see later on, uh, for that argument. And that is totally, absolutely incorrect. It, what the Lord is saying through Paul right here is that these are manifestations of the gift of the Spirit. They were for the body of Christ in Paul's time when he was writing to Corinth. They are for the body of Christ today. I believe the Lord wants to release these gifts within many, 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 if not all believers at some form and fashion at some time. And yet we don't experience it because we walk in ignorance and we walk in fear. So I'm just going to pray right now for us. You know, I don't pray for us much in these times together, but I'm just going to pray that, Lord, just may our hearts be open to what you desire to do within words of wisdom, words of knowledge and faith and gifts of healing, the effecting of miracles and prophecy and the distinction of spirits and tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Father, we want you to move as you desire to move within us. So forgive us, Lord, for how we've walked either in ignorance or if we've walked in fear that has quenched the Spirit. May that be no longer. Do what you want to do with us, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If that is your prayer, the Lord will do great things. We'll talk about each one of these as we go along. Uh, but our time's up for today, so I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.